morning. Good morning, Jennifer. I How like are you to, doing? Good. I didn't want you to beat me at the good morning. I like to say good morning first. You want to be the first one to I do it? I do. Oh, my, we're a mess today. Just move that mic over a little bit because we can't hear you say good morning. Oh, my morning. God, right? Nobody can hear me? That's baloney. It was actually kind of good that like the yeah, mic was I'm further sure, away. It was a little loud, wasn't it? Because <laughs> that's a way to wake up in the morning, Jennifer. <laughs> I actually have that as my alarm clock now. She said it by mistake. Jennifer just screaming, good morning, good morning. <laughs> no, no, save us all. That's what they sent me. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is how we got in the office this morning. Like, oh, yeah, great. <laughs> I just broke in <laughs> with the key. It is. It, it is. is 423, April 23rd. It's 423. Yeah, okay. So 423, I thought was the time. And I'm like, oh, we're really late. Oh. It's April 23rd and it's 901, but we did start at 9. We started right so at 9. So we're really good. So Tim can be proud of us once again. And it's not 64 degrees outside. It's getting no. there today. It might be 64 in here, but my feet are still cold. <laughs> um, so anyway. We, we can't help you with that here. That's uh no. Well, you know, if you exactly. if if you can tell, if you can't tell already, you're listening to Emacs next Emacs podcast and coffee on Friday the twenty third at our podcast studio partner, a shared universe podcast studio. And I think the more I, I look at you, the more you're laughing, and I'm just like holding and just letting you let it out and just go for it. It's pent up. It's pent up stress for the week. Jennifer, um, I haven't seen each other in, in this is COVID since, world, right? Since your last podcast. You weren't you in here like not that long ago co-hosting two, with two me. or three weeks ago? Yeah. And we yeah. haven't seen wow. I don't think we've seen each other since Brian, then. I haven't seen you since the Proving Ground event. I know. Yeah. And Brian's so, here too. Hey, guys. and we didn't introduce Kevin. Kevin's our co-host today, Kevin Moot. He is a digital di- marketing digital specialist. Marketing specialist. <laughs> it's way over there. I can't see. And then we have our on the boards today chiming in with us because it's Young Professionals Day. Hello is Chris Mad from a Shared Universe podcast studio. And we love it when Chris is on the board with us and he just likes to laugh along at my idiocy. So we always have a really good time. And our guest today is Brian Puzo from Wells Fargo. Excited to be here after all this. We've already started out. Yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. So the really cool connection is that Brian is this year's Spinnaker's award winner for Emacs Next Generation Leader. Yep. And... Kevin is co-hosting because Kevin was the recipient of the 2020 Emacs Next Generation Leader, which was the first time we had that award. It feels like a millennium ago, though. Doesn't it? it? I mean, that was like a world ago. I was on the phone with my sister this morning. I'm like, you know, 18 months ago when we started this. And she and then I'm like, wait a minute. It's only April. It was really only 13 months. But she goes, well, it feels like five years. I'm like, thank you for making me feel better because it really does feel like five years. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Brian, but I've been the the award winner for about five years now. No, 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 no. You might get 18 months, though, by the time you get 18 months, which usually it's one. It's It's like a Miss America patch or something. I'm still doing this. I'm still doing this. Yeah. And then I only get six months from June to January. That's not fair. We'll work oh, on it. You know, we'll work on Ray it. and I were just <laughs> discussing that last night, like what we're going to do about next year. It's really hard. Except you only have the, you always have the award because you get to take it home. Yeah. It's oh, not, not like, like the Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup. No, okay. no. You no. get to keep the award. It's got your name on it. I was wondering it. that. No. Mine is, uh, and again, it, for those who don't know the Spinnaker Awards, and we'll talk in a second about them, um, it is a beautiful sailboat award. It is gorgeous. It's on a stand. Um, I'm fortunate enough that I have this surfboard bar in my <laughs> Let's say bachelor pad. Can I, I just mention, can we repeat again? This is young professionals. Jennifer does <laughs> yes. not have a surfboard bar. I'm just saying. And the sailboat goes perfectly right um, right on top of the sailboat bar. Yeah. Uh, the surfboard bar, excuse me. And you know what's interesting about today, too, that I just realized with the young professionals group? What? You know what tomorrow is? Tomorrow is actually bring your daughter or son to work day. It's Saturday. Then Tomorrow next week, Saturday, it's yeah. the twenty. It's usually the twenty fourth or that this week because I remember it uh, going to my mom's school or my dad's work. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, this week is bring your um, son or daughter to work day. So young professionals learning in the professional oh, environment. Oh, brilliant! Do you know what this week is? This what week is, this is week? National Administrative Assistance Appreciation Week. There's a lot of and fun you know going that on. I got to bow down to my administrative assistant yesterday. Oh, Jill. She oh. can I, Jill, right? Jill is queen. Okay. Like if I can tell you that I had a day yesterday where I sat in my office and I just went, Jill, because it <laughs> we've just all been hit there, me. ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, <laughs> you know, she comes in and she goes, calm down. She sits down. She goes, what are we doing? Let's get this under control. We've got this. She's just so Just like, look at how your voice went. Even as Jill was talking. Like, like just Jill, <laughs> I Jill, down. chill, you know, chill, chill. chill, chill. She just, 
I, I, I just can't even tell you. I wish in everyone in the world could have a Jill. And you know what? That's why we appreciate them. Do you know? Yes. And, and the really cool thing about my Jill, my Jill speaks Jennifer. <laughs> and that's what we need, right? We yeah. need right. There's translators. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, because you guys are like, what the heck is she talking about this time? Well, sometimes Brian will call me and be like, do you know what Jennifer said? <laughs> really? Is like, that true? The, sometimes, yeah. Oh no, Brian. He's, no. he's gotten no. much better. When we first started working with the ENG committee and stuff, and that was more of a, a what, what is, the heck what is, is she Jennifer? talking what she, about? What did she mean by this? Yeah, and, and then he had to lay it out for him. Yeah. And but I you, now you can almost speak it. <laughs> yes. Now, well, at least Fluidly. you can understand it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I can resume. understand it. I can't speak it. Yeah, yes. yeah. I put it's, it on my resume. Do you speak Jennifer? Yeah, speak Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, Jill. You could, you know, Jill could teach that as a second language. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Speaking Jennifer. So, so what, back on track. <laughs> this is what happens. This when you're is, on but you know what? This <laughs> is why I love like some. I love podcasting when it can be whatever it is. It is, and That's... nobody gets mad. Nobody's joined us yet this morning to say hi. Either that or I'm not on the right page, Chris, you know, which is also. Oh, wait, no, we did. It's all on the other. I oh, swear to God. Oh, thank goodness. I was about to be like. Can I tell you every single week Facebook changes this darn thing? I was just well, here last week. Welcome to my week. professional career. Hello. <laughs> so anyway, we have David Hicks who said good morning. We David, have always a pleasure. Alvaro Hoyos. Oh, Al. Hey, oh. Al. Hey, hey Al. My friend. Brian, thanks for bringing a friend. Hey, Al. Um, Elaine says good morning. Elaine Chambray. She said, oh. She reminded me because I'm a dingling. Happy uh -oh. birthday to you. Happy <laughs> birthday to you. It's, it's Kevin's happy birthday. I know, but Kevin oh. celebrates his birthday all week long. Happy birthday, so happy Kevin. birthday happy week, Kevin. Kevin. Thanks, There's... Elaine. Thank you, Elaine. Kevin Ertl, good morning. <laughs> and Al said hello right back. So welcome, everybody. We hope you're enjoying the insanity this morning. Um, I think I did actually say to Jill... Things are not on a deadline that is all that important that are required to be taken care of immediately in our office. We have things we have to take care of and do deadlines, but it's not like absolutely crushingly important. But what is crushingly important is being happy, healthy, silly, and sane, but not too sane. Those are required to work in the office. So I'm just saying yeah. that's the way we are. We're rolling. That's actually it. on the rolling job description. It. Is it? I know, <laughs> right? You know what? I really appreciate you. Let me sing to you. Tim doesn't let me sing. I don't know. So, so this is the thing with Tim. Like, um, I, I watch the podcast when I can, right? Yeah. Um, Tim doesn't seem to be too strict with you, but I want to know what's going on. And maybe Chris can help me out with this. Like, what goes on behind the scenes the when background. Tim's in here? What goes on behind the scenes? Like, is he kicking you under the table? No, is there like a, life, can, can you like blink twice when you need help? If, no, I, I, I love Tim no. to death. And no, he just time. says you can't just sing saying, any. I can't sing and I can't do puns. Well, I That's love puns. I'm punny. I'm going to be the I'm best very dad funny. joke like dad You like are going to be ever. a good dad joke dad. And Chris thinks I'm a riot. So he loves having <laughs> I love it. Right? I love it. Right? So anyway, we are really kind of not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about Chamber, talk about Brian, talk about stuff. Well, let's dive in. I mean, we're talking about all the fun things that are going on in the next week or so. Let's talk about them. And celebrating my birthday, we're going to have an EMAC event. Is that... it on your birthday? Uh, your birthday no, is the said... 26th, right? No, my birthday is the 30th. My sister's oh. is tomorrow. Okay. And we're the two years So apart, on the 27th, so... which is Tuesday, yep. we're going out. We're going to go be live in person seeing people. And for my birthday, I need to see people. You do. I need to It is be time out. to see people. That's yeah. a good present. And I have to yeah. tell you, like, in a little tangent about how, and if you don't know the chamber yet and people are listening and they haven't heard about EMAC, one thing I'll tell you, um, it's not clicky, but at the same time, we become very connected. And I am a very extrovert, crazy person. So I have to give a shout out to Elaine Chambray for last year's birthday. Right at the height of the pandemic, we actually had an EMAC uh, virtual event. And she traveled oh my God, across right. Monmouth County to drop off these cupcakes. And I didn't know about this yet, but she dropped off these cupcakes at like six or seven of our members' houses. And we had an entire birthday celebration on the Zoom meeting. So just to give you a little like background, like what the chamber is and who these people are that you'll be connecting with if you join the chamber. Um Blew me away, uh, pun intended, with the blowing uh, out the candle, right? Much. See, um, it's a pun really, day. It's a pun day. But really, like on that point, like if you come out and that's what these people are like virtually. Imagine what it's going to be like on the twenty seventh in person, and where are we going to be on the twenty seventh? We are going to be at Val's Tavern yes. in Rumson, and yes. Val's Tavern has been there for 
ever. I mean, I've lived in the town 35 years, and I think it had been there forever before I got there. <laughs> so um, it is a, you know, a staple in town, awesome pizza, awesome Italian food. But during the pandemic, because they had to be closed, they had already had plans to do renovations, but they had the opportunity to really do re renovations. It's gorgeous inside. Nice. They've opened it all up. They also have a tented parking lot now that's for outside I seating. I saw that. It looks oh, great. Cool. And then they added a second floor party room. High wow. ceilings, windows open on both sides. There's a, a narrow balcony out the one side. So you can actually even come up through the outside where you don't have to go in through the main restaurant to come up. Wow. Um, so we're nice. going to be up on that floor and there's lots of room up there. We'll have our own bar, our own bartender. Wow. We're going to have some snacks. You yeah. have to say it like that, snacks. They're better snacks. when they're snacks, right? Well, I mean, when you said forever before, I started thinking... I'm, I'm in a nostalgic mood. I don't know why, okay. but uh, right to the Sandlot. Forever. Forever. <laughs> oh, my God. Ray's going to love that one. That's one of his favorite Gross. movies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to um, go to the business after hours at Val's because the last time I was at Val's was actually, I think it was probably two years ago, and we had an afternoon event at Branches, uh -huh. which is like right down the street, um, and then we stopped at. Branches down the street. Afterwards. You can tell you live far away. Branches is all the way in West Long Branch, but down okay. the street from Rumson. Maybe it wasn't Branches. I mean, Maybe it was at a different place. But it's a it was long closer street. to Salt Creek. Salt, we Salt had Creek. a lunch yeah, at yeah. Salt Creek. Yes. We, straight. we had a lunch at Salt Creek Grill, oh, and then you went down to Val's. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. and that was before the renovation. So, so I'm you're going to be able to see it. it. It's Oh, my God. It's gorgeous. It like. And they still have garlic knots. Just saying. Best garlic knots I've ever had. Um, love the garlic knots there. So, um, well, very David so that is going to be David Hicks said happy birthday, Kevin. Just Thank you, it. David. Um, <laughs> um, so that is going to be, be on the 27th. From, and you know what? what we're time? doing it. We're doing it from 4:30 to 7:30. So it's three Beautiful. hours. Solid. So, you know, you don't have to be there for the whole three hours. It's all about trying to have people come in and out. Um, you know, be fluid, be comfortable. We're all about being comfortable. So it is, you know, the same rules apply. If you're eating and drinking, you're not wearing a mask. If you're walking around, if you're talking to others, you're wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to, we have plenty of hand sanitizer all over the place. Um, we have lots of elbow bumping going on. Sometimes <laughs> we'll do the chicken dance so we can always bump each other's elbows and stand a big circle. That's just Jennifer. Just kidding. We don't do that. Uh, that's uh, just don't Jennifer. Want, don't want to scare you away. I want you to come. <laughs> and we have the cool wristbands. We have our, say, oh yeah. Talk yes. about the, you like the wristbands. I love Mention the wristbands. Yeah. There's, we have three different colored wristbands, green, yellow, and red. Uh, green means that you're okay to, you know, shake hands or whatever. You're, you're comfortable. Yellow means not too comfortable to shake hands, but you're okay talking um, close. And then red means just, you know, I'm safe observing, distance. I'm observing so that I can be out in public, but don't talk to me. No, yeah. it doesn't mean that, but it means, yeah, exactly. Safe distance. Well, yeah, right. And we used it for the Proving Ground event that we had the... Uh, on the 18th. On the, the 18th. Yeah. And... Um, what I liked about the event, and Brian Kenton, both of you were here, um, there were a few people that sat sat down at their table and didn't really leave, but they stayed with their bubble. They made sure they were there to support the SBCA. They were there and the chamber, to meet so people in the chamber. Um, then there was like individuals like myself and Brian and others who um, went up and played a game, but we still had our masks on. And we kind of walked around a little and said hi to people. So there's definitely different levels of comfortability right now, whether you're vaccinated, whether you're not, whether... Um, you just want to see people like myself or you just want to support nonprofits and get out of your house. So right. even if you're seeing and, and grow your business, I mean, you know, and that's the big part. You know, there, it's been a year now where everybody's been in a flight or fight. Yeah. So you've kind of just done what you had to do, done the immediate, but you can't lose the relationships you started building and you right. have to continue to build relationships if you're going to continue to build your um, your business. And that's what we're going for is mm -hmm. providing that opportunity to do it in a way you're comfortable and providing a you know a nice group of professionals interested in meeting other professionals. Yep. Um, you know, I think one of the things that's really awesome about our chamber is that we have our next generation, our younger professionals, interacting with our professionals who have been members of the chamber for thirty years, who have a wealth of knowledge in industry and experiences to share, and the younger professionals have such a wealth of knowledge in the new stuff. The stuff that the older guys, you know, I mean, I think some of the guys didn't even, you know, they didn't even have computers. You know what I mean? Like computer. <laughs> Look, like we, I'm we, serious. We, we've I'm all done the um, we've all done the Epcot ball ride, right? Yeah, exactly. Where you walk, exactly. You, you, you're riding through the Epcot ball ride, and my mom looks at the the disco woman with the big <laughs> hair yeah. and standing in the entire room computer, and she's like, "I used to work on that." 
it's it's, it's word for word verbatim every time we go in they're actually on their way down to Disney right now um but every time we go through that she's like i had that computer i worked for that computer that was my first job and i'm like you're looking at this disco yeah. woman in high heels. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And and like, you know, you guys now have it down to your phone where you can post a mile a minute and yeah. you are posting across like four or five different social medias. You're, you know, in touch with everything. And so there's so much to learn on both ends. And that's what makes it so collaborative. Um, we have Marie Paperno Noglo says, hi, everyone. Congratulations, Brian. Thank you, Marie. <laughs> and Congratulations Jessica, to Marie as well, right? Her, yes, yes, Marie did yeah. her podcast a few weeks ago. It was quite fun. And then Jessica Evans says good morning as well. So morning. lots of people joining us. We love it when people join us and, and share thoughts and ideas with us. So we yes. talked a lot about Tuesday. We but did. it doesn't mm-hmm. stop there. But wait, there's but more. Wait, there's more. more. <laughs> <laughs> we have our May events coming up. Oh, sunshine I'm, and happiness and outdoors and... Tell us what we're doing, because we're in. Okay. May 12th (laughs) at the Sheraton, which we were just at the Sheraton on Wednesday. Beautiful job. You know, we're in an atrium. We're not in a closed ballroom at this point for this event. Um, So we're in an atrium, lots of windows, high ceilings, lots of space. Um, Tables are distanced. You know, there's not too many people sitting at a table. It's it's great. Um, And so we had a great speaker talking to us. um, His name was Dan Simon about he's a John Maxwell speaker. And he was talking about leading in and through crisis and what makes a great leader. It was awesome. Um, And we did it hybrid. So we're doing the same thing for our next breakfast, which is May 12th. We have Catherine Ricker, who's a human resources consultant who has 25 years in human resources. Um, she's going to be speaking to us about hiring and retaining quality employees. Especially um, during this time. is yep. Well, and what's really interesting is I saw an e-blast this morning that New Jersey Chamber of Commerce is actually starting to do a how to return safely to the workplace and how to start bringing people back. And the first subject they're covering is the same thing. So it's something that's hitting all over the state. So we're providing information from Catherine. She's gonna be speaking. Um, We are going to do it hybrid. So we have um, Ming from A Shared Universe comes to the comes to the Sheraton. He sets up the whole podcast, the whole thing. He runs the Zoom. He moves the camera around. So, you know, it's it's awesome. So you can actually do if you're not comfortable in person, or say you sign up to go in person and then your kids home from school because something happened or you're not feeling great and think if I sneeze, even from hay fever, somebody's going to look at me and give me stink eye. (laughs) So, um, you know, I'm going to join virtually today and we have that option, which is, I think really important in, you know, the coming, all of this time. Let's just say allergy season at the same time. Yeah. Allergy season allergy has been very season. hard this year for me because every time I sneeze, it looks like the world you is You like want to yeah. hide like a turtle in a shell when you sneeze. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, and, and Kevin Ertle uh, just said great presentation the other day on leadership. Thanks, Kevin. I thought it was awesome myself. <laughs> um, so, so we have that yes. on May twelfth. Then on May twelfth plus seven is nineteen, and the day after that's the twentieth. Mm-hmm. On May twentieth, yeah. My math. <laughs> on, <laughs> on May twentieth, we have our conversation in coffee, which is. A continuation, but you didn't have to attend the first one to attend the second one. The first one was on your company culture and what is your company culture and has it been affected with the pandemic? And then on the 20th, following the thing on hiring and retaining quality employees, on the 20th, we're talking, Conversation and Coffee is talking about um, bringing people back and adjusting that company culture. How do you take the people who are used to working one way, who now have been on their own for a year, working mm-hmm. remote, having the flexibility and bringing them back to that company culture? I know you're kind of going through that where they've called people back to your office, Kevin. Yeah. And, and um, it, it's definitely unique. And again, where where we live in Eastern Monmouth County, uh, New York City is a big factor, right? right. And the commuting and um, we're, we're currently on a schedule where we'll go A, B days. Like we'll be Monday, Wednesday, right. every things along those lines, just to get that sense of office back. And I have to tell you, I'm not a big office fan. I, I'm not a big you office fan. You have never fan. been. You, you, that's why you like your sales. You like being yeah. out on the road, seeing people. And this pandemic just only accelerated that. But I do appreciate the culture and camaraderie of being in an office mm-hmm. and hearing the person next to you win a sale and we all congratulate together, going to lunch, things along those lines. And when you talk about company culture and things like that, it's going to be an adjustment period for everyone. For everyone. Because now you're home and again, uh, living by myself, which is different, but 
someone um, who has a kid, who has a family, who um, we have Chris Ryan, who I'll, I'll never forget the story where we did the Pledge of Allegiance on one of our virtual calls because his daughter, his was, daughter was doing the Pledge of Allegiance <laughs> in class. And class we, we all door. did it with we all did it with Jordan and we had a blast. <laughs> right. So, yeah, That's I mean, it's, you're right. It's so going to be a big adjustment. It's something to learn both from a manager standpoint, a business owner standpoint and an employee standpoint. Exactly. Really, Absolutely. all three are beneficial, even if you work on your own, because you're going to have to deal with these people that are doing it on top of it. So if you're your own boss, mm-hmm. you're still going to have to deal with it. You're going to see that. And both from an emotional and a professional standpoint, right. it's going to be interesting transition over the next few months. Yeah. And well, I, I was talking to a friend this morning and we were talking about, you know, people who are unemployed right now. And we were talking about the, the breakfast yeah. about hiring and retaining quality employees. Well, yeah, that's for hiring and retaining them. But if you're looking for a job, wouldn't it be ideal to know what you what the people who are hiring and retaining are looking, looking for, for yep to why they're going to hire you and re, and keep you absolutely so it's so beneficial to someone who is in the job market yeah. to come and listen to find out you know oh if i show that on my resume that's going to stand out better than just listing my years of experience so you know i think it, it's for everyone what we try to do is for everyone and um it, you know i think we're doing that yeah. so we're wasting a, not wasting but we're talking a lot about the chamber but brian's chiming in so we're good yeah, let's cover the fine. rest of the events really quick <laughs> so we did the 12th the 20th the 25th we're going to be at long branch distillery which is an indoor outdoor absolutely gorgeous business after hours Very in person no programming just hanging out we have some food that's being ordered that we'll be bringing in it's mm-hmm. cash bar um really cool venue if no one's ever been there before Supporting so. local business support yeah and that's what we've really yep. uh, you know that is one of the things we're doing you know by vows uh, supporting a local business, Long Branch Distillery, to p- supporting local mm-hmm. businesses. The Sheraton in Eaton Town is still, you know, they have five hotels. We're trying to do their hotel local to us. Yeah. Um, you know, we we try, and that's what we're working towards. So you know, that's our goal is our our job. Description we are a local has- chamber. We are going to help local businesses. We, regardless of what the world throws at us, we are here to help, and right. that's what you really. Put that on a T-shirt because that's really, <laughs> you know, our business is to help your business. Yeah. That's what we're in the business to do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and- say business one more time and I'll believe you. Business. Yeah. Business, there you business, go. business. <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, business, business. <laughs> oh, my so gosh. since we're talking about the chamber, Brian, yeah. yes. tell us Jennifer. about why you joined the chamber. Well, who wow. are you? Who am I? <laughs> well, yeah. Who are you? And then why did you join the chamber? I mean, I thought we talked all about him and he's shared his lovely, charming personality with us in this whole conversation. But please tell us what you do. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So uh, right now I'm, I'm a business Jennifer banker. Idols. I'm a business banker at Wells Fargo Bank uh, in the commercial bank. Um, and primarily I deal with small and medium sized businesses and you know, any of their banking What needs. do you consider small and medium-sized business? Because I know in different industries, those sizes are really different. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's tough to determine. Uh, it really depends on the business's needs and if they're more complex or not. But I guess in general terms, um, we look at the overall yearly sales of okay. a business um, or a nonprofit. It doesn't matter. Um, and if that number is in between 10 and 50 million, um, then that's something that I will be able to help with. But you know, Wells Fargo is such a huge bank. Um, there's people that work with larger businesses and there's people that work with smaller businesses. And I'm in touch with those people every day. Right. Um, so if I'm talking to a business and it doesn't necessarily fit my lens, I could get, you know, the right person on the phone with them. Right. Uh, but I could also, you know, answer any questions that they may have um, and be a help um, on that perspective as well. Great. Um, just I, are you in your office? No, no, mm-hmm. I haven't been in my office since March 17th or March 16th, whatever that that Tuesday was. Uh, well, Friday um, the 13th and Monday was the 20th, Friday the 13th. Oh, yes. Yeah, so it, it was the week. St. Patrick's Day week. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, we went out to I went out to lunch that Monday with a prospect and my boss. Uh, it was a nice lunch, but that was the day that all of the uh, college basketball tournaments got canceled and we saw them on ESPN at lunch and we're like, oh, this is not good. Right. And then the next day, my boss said, uh, in the morning, just go home and uh, I'll see you in two weeks. And here we are, <laughs> 13 months later, later yeah. uh, still haven't been back into the office. Um, and right now, we're not 
um, expecting to be back into the office until shortly after Labor Day. That's the plan right now. Oh, really? So you get the whole uh, but, summer to have some flexible hours. Yeah, but it can change. <laughs> I'm jealous. Um, but, I'm <laughs> uh, but yeah, our, our CEO um, was very cognizant of, you know, working from home. Obviously, a lot of our employees have kids. Right. Um, so you want to make sure that they have the appropriate um, schedules intact, especially if the kids are going back to school or I mean, we really still don't know what's going to happen with the schools in the fall. So yeah. uh, just to make sure that all the employees have appropriate accommodations. That's great because, you know, I do know like it's been really, you know, my daughter I've mentioned is a teacher in Edison and then my other daughter is a senior in high school in Rumson. And, you know, watching even their schedules have been different. And then I just found out that Middletown has not been in school physically at all this whole year. Really? I didn't know that. They're I not going back until May really? 1st. Yes. I thought I, there were some parts of Middletown, and again, I'm I'm just quoting Serena, rumors what I heard. Serena like, confirmed that when she was in her podcast, they okay. haven't been in school, and I was like, "Wow, huh?" I mean, it's a you huge know, so district too. It is, about yeah. it. and then the largest I, in Monmouth County, right? And then I look in at poor Chris, and Jordan will go to school two days, and then they'll get a phone call: somebody had COVID, and they closed the school. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's plans, you know, and then, and then can't do it. And, you know, so yeah. you're right for that scheduling, waiting until fall makes so much more sense. That's yeah. a really, really good choice, I think, for yep. you guys. Yeah, so. we really don't know what it's going to look like when we're back into the office. Right. Uh, we're still trying to figure that out. But I'll tell you, that's it's really, really the, the plastic glass and things along those lines that they're trying to do right now. We right. just installed a um, <clears throat> and I love telling this little little story because we installed um, one of those temperature readers in our door in our okay. office building. Yeah. Oh. And it's midway up the door. So my, <laughs> my, my direct ma- my direct manager, who's probably five something, and I'll, I'll give her the credit of that. Um, she has wow. to go up, and me, who's six four, I have to come all the oh way down. down. You're like limboing under. And thing. I'll tell you, uh, the security at the front desk, he must be having the most amazing time watching this, <laughs> because like literally every at some points he's just like, okay, because <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> trying six different times and. It's like you're the way they described it is like you have to get the temperature and then really hit your key fast and then open the door. I'm like, oh, oh. it's one of those. That's it's like interesting. it won't open the door. I mean, again, the Unless security's you sitting the there. Green screen that your yeah. temperature is in line. Wow. And I'm sitting there like Max on and off trying to figure it out. Yeah. And yeah wow. I just wish wow. they did like two of them. So yeah. so Emacs Emacs with the temperatures also. So yeah. we take yeah, yeah. our every we have mm-hmm. our staff takes the temperature every morning. We keep it. We keep track of it. We write it down. We sign it and we put it file it away. Um, but we do temperature checks at our events. Yeah. Um, you know, we want to go on a COVID tangent right now. No, we're not. Understand doing, what's going yeah. But, on you and, know, just to yeah. let people know that we're doing, you know, we are going back in person, but we're doing yeah. the protocols that are required. And, and um, you know, I think the thing is, you, you got to keep everybody safe and yeah. you have to have a social responsibility to that. So um, and I kind of bring that up to drink, uh, drive us back to Spinnaker because we will be doing temperature checks at Spinnaker as well. Which is great. Which, you know, unless the CD co- C comes in and says you don't have to anymore, but we will be doing temperature checks at Spinnaker. I think we Spinnaker, still might which, be just because it, it's a... So, and I brought that up because our Spinnaker winner is sitting here. So, yeah, <laughs> well, I figured I'd tie it back at the Spinnaker winner. Look at you doing the... Nice. Look at me circle. circling. Like you know are fun. Do you know when it's not a good time to do a circle? What's that? When you're trying to do a, um, a sum or a, an equation in Excel. It's circular. It doesn't work. Just saying that that happened to me twice this week. I was so, going to say, I, I mean... So same. like you've put the cells in the wrong place. It's forming a circular equation that doesn't actually work. Just, just let her talk through it and then we'll get back to it. <laughs> okay. Just let her it's talk. It's Jennifer again. You know, sorry. <laughs> Jill, so, Jill, can Kevin you translate? Will explain that to Jill, me after the podcast. Jill, can you, can you translate, please? Jill will say, I can't translate Jennifer and Excel. It's way too much. <laughs> um, but speaking of Spinnaker. Kevin, D. Lane says use your wrist when you're talking about Jennifer being crazy. <laughs> Um, so we did ask you a question that we didn't give you time to answer, and that is, why did you join EMAC? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So why did I join Because you could have joined EMAC? any chamber. So why did you join EMAC? Yeah, so um, when I became – so at uh, Wells Fargo, I was – prior to being a relationship manager or a business banker, I was um, an underwriter. So literally all I did was just sit at my desk um, and type up, you know, Word documents about uh, business loans. Um, so I really didn't have any like networking skills, as you know, you could say. Um, so I guess when I became the relationship manager, we had a we had a membership with EMAC, and uh, my good friend Courtney uh, mm-hmm. was 
attending this event. I was like, oh, I probably should attend this event with you just to kind of get the feel of how networking events go. Um, and it was a business after hours event. And I forget the place that it was at, but I had an awesome time. Uh, I met a ton of people. Um, and if if you never met me before, um, I probably will come off as shy. But like, I was going to say, like, yeah, you were much more reserved in yeah, the beginning. And then, yeah. But if like, you know, if you get to know me, then then there's the relationship yeah. and we find out who the real Brian is. One hundred percent. And that's um, who you're doing business with. Yeah. Yes. Doing with business with the real Brian. Not the shy yeah, Brian. Not the shy Brian. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then I met Tim there. And then I think I met up with Tim for uh, coffee one morning. And we, we know, uh, got to start talking about what each other do for work. Um, and then I asked him, like, is there any committees that I could maybe join at the chamber? And he was like, yeah, come to the business after hours committee. And then from there, it just kind of like spiraled. Yeah, it's not a like bad his, committee to start with. I'll no, tell you that business much. after no. hours planning, as <laughs> Elaine says, it's her <laughs> favorite. Elaine's chair and it's her favorite. She's like, I like to plan parties. Yeah. Um, a rum bucket or two here and there. She but... never does that at a business after hours. Those are only social. Of course. <laughs> um, the, I don't want her reputation damaged here, you know. There's nothing wrong with the rum bucket. There never is. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note. So on that note, but then you also got involved in ENG. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because so, the, the chamber really didn't have a young professionals group, right? Right. Um, and I I forget like who approached me about the subject, but uh, I think they approached both me and Courtney, and we were like, yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's get the ball rolling. Let's set it up. Um, and then we had the initial event at Red Tank Brewery, which was awesome, huge hit. Um, and then, you know, we kind of fell off a little bit, uh, but then we came back strong at B2 Bistro. And, you know, I Can think- Can we say I the date of B2 Bistro? Because March 14th? I just, no, oh, March Feb- 11th. Yep. March 11th. March 11th of close. 2020. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, March eleventh, twenty twenty, and we had with 40, like 40, 40, 40, 45 people. Um, Which fantastic, was event. awesome. And you raised so. What makes ENG an, an after hours event with ENG different than an after hours event with business after hours? So Brian, I'll let you handle that because that was, I believe, Brian and Courtney's kind of. Like, I believe um, so. Yeah, pseudo. Yes. That so was go, there. Go it was ahead. there. You know, idea. pretty much they. You know, we need a young professionals make it work. Was kind of yeah. I think the direction they were given, which is great. But then they took it to that next they level. They did, and, and they that's make why it I appreciate work. Brian and Courtney, and uh, I think it was Matt who approached yeah. you at that point. But yeah. um, tell it. Tell us really why. What makes e- ENG different? Sure. Yeah. I mean, we wanted it to be um, completely different from the business after hours events that that we hold. Um, so, you know, we were kind of brainstorming and how do we, how do we differentiate ourselves from business after hours? Um, so we came up with the idea that every event that we hold, hold, uh, we will also raise some money for a local nonprofit. Um, so for the first red tank event, I believe we raised money for clean ocean lunch break, lunch break, lunch break, lunch break, um, which is a local chamber. We actually volunteered there. Um, yep. as well. And then uh, the second one at B2B Bistro raised money for Covenant House. and uh, CPC. Oh, wait, no, we had the second <laughs> The second yeah. one at Red Tank, we did CPC because you guys did the volleyball team. Yes. Yeah, that, that we somehow couldn't end got up, like, could, washed out. I'm literally washed out by the ocean. Literally yeah. washed out by the ocean. So your team didn't get to play. Yeah. Um, But you did donate money to I'm them and had it. money for a team. Yes. CPC <laughs> and, behavioral. Right. I apologize. And I then B2B them. Bistro was... Covenant House. House. And that was a sleep out. Um, we raised money. Raising money for us to sleep out. And obviously COVID happened. So we couldn't actually like sleep out in the parking lot of the Asbury uh, Park Church. But you still uh, sl- but slept out, right? Yeah, I yeah. slept out Ryan in my backyard slept out all, all night. night. Yep. He was good. You tried. I tried and the raccoons were over my head <laughs> and I went inside. And Tim, I think, did a little bit of time on his porch. And Courtney, Courtney did it really cool because Courtney didn't want to sleep out, you know, but Courtney set up a whole tent in her basement with her husband and her boys and they had the whole family. And what was really cool is we, you know, Covenant House doing it virtually allowed us to, they did it virtually. So we were on the computer. So we were kind of all with each other Mm -hmm. listening to reports and stuff like that. I donated. You donated. (laughs) And then what was funny is a few months later was that um, the tropical storm or hurricane that came through. 
and we lost yep. power for a week or so. In August, yeah. And I ended up sleeping on my balcony. Anyway, you did. I remember that. You're like, I'm outside. There's a big difference between sleeping outside in August and sleep. When did they just did the one for Asbury Park this year was March. Yeah. Big difference between sleeping out in March and sleeping uh, out in August. Yeah. Yes. I would say so. Yeah. We did ours in what, May? I, I think, think it was May, yeah. End of May, maybe? Which yeah. Is beginning well, of June? It's usually May. So yeah, I think May. It was early this year. But um, yeah, so that's that's a very cool idea. Yeah. To do the um this the nonprofits and you support the nonprofits who are chamber members. Correct. And um, which we really like. Correct. And local. That, that's local. what meant. Local yeah, that's what and really yeah. And I have a question for you. Sure. So ENG stands for? Emacs Next Generation Exclamation Point. Right. Yes. And why do we not call it Young Professionals? Because you don't necessarily have to be young to be beginning your professional career. I mean, um, you know, you could just midway through your career path, you could just decide that you want to switch professions um, and you're beginning a new, new professional career. So, um, yeah, we don't want to you know, section it off only to young professionals because, you know, like I said, uh, you don't have to be young to beginning your new professional career. I remember when we were discussing this and I said, is it physical age or mental? Because I, well, I was going to say the, uh, I did, they let me come no matter yeah. what. So I'm that's watching the, awesome. uh, the golden girl skateboard over there. Yeah. I think to Betty white and I'm like, <laughs> uh, Betty white, she, is, Betty white could hang with us. Betty in white could, could be in our ENG committee. She could. She could. She could. And, I think what's really nice about ENG and to segue off uh, what Brian's saying is the idea of what's going on right now is um, there's individuals we talked about a little bit before that spent the pandemic the last year or they, they might have been let go for no reason other than the business couldn't what's afford going people. on. Exactly. And there were very smart people who and I, I tried this for a bit, but I ended up not having time. And I anyway, I didn't lose my job at the same time. Right. Um they went back to school. Mm-hmm. They went back to school. They went to get, and I work with a lot of community colleges and schools, and they got a new degree. They got a new opportunity. They mm-hmm. they bettered themselves during mm-hmm. this past, what you said, 13 months? Yeah. Yeah. And there's an opportunity right there. You are, I, I have a friend who was working in the corporate world and decided to get his real estate license. Yeah. Because that's what he loves. And this was the opportunity to leave that corporate world and do what you love. So, and he he's in his um, late 30s, early 40s. And what's great, he yeah. should be a part of this ENG committee right. and group because that's where it comes down to. Are you getting like comments you're reading? I am. Jessica <laughs> Evans said they used to sleep on the porch till they got AC when it was too hot in the house. Um, and she also <laughs> said, Brian, you make an excellent point. Age is not the determining factor for being young in any field. So thank you for sharing that, both yes. of you. Um you know, it's I had interesting. mentioned Betty White once. So, you did. So. You had to because you're staring at Betty White. Yeah, <laughs> she, she's my girl. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's 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 interesting because Monmouth County Workforce Development and a lot of the colleges and everything. There's also this huge repurposing of the workforce. Yeah. Because so much technology has changed, so many skills are going to be needed going forward that weren't necessarily needed before. So not only are you finding people who have chosen a different field, but you're finding there's a lot of people out there who now because they're not working, are being encouraged by unemployment or workforce development or whatever to go and get those new skills, to to be able to get the new jobs. Um, mm-hmm. There's even a program, I think, where workforce development is paying a certain amount of money. If you hire, they'll pay a portion of the salary while you train them to do these new skills. So, you know, there's it's, it's countywide, it's statewide of this whole... Um, and if you're online searching for jobs, the first time I've seen this like almost normalization of a work from home mentality too. Yes. Like literally uh, when it says location of a job, work from home. Right. Like yeah. it, it's an interesting... Or telework or whatever. Yeah, telework, yeah. Yeah, yep. telecommute, yep. things telecommute. along those lines. Um, right. It's happening more and more and it's not yeah. going away. No. This is no. something like... We were talking the other day in the office because now I'm officially back right. about setting up a Zoom room, like having a room oh, in our in office, the office for Zooming because I was on a Zoom and two, two of my coworkers were walking past me and my manager ran up and she's like asking me a question. I'm like, hi, this is uh, client X. <laughs> this is my manager. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah. And a Zoom room does not mean for wheeling your chairs around in a contest. It means for, right? Well, it could. Uh, well, it could that would be That's the conference room. That's the That's conference room. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, the, uh, There's a question I wanted to ask Brian. I wanted to mention, go back into, before we leave, jobs. 
Yeah. Did you know, did you know that EMAC now offers our members the opportunity to post job openings on our website? Wow. Tell me more. So, I did not yeah. know that. So yeah. we actually have a company, Adamus Building. Yeah. Um, they have are in the process of posting. They are hiring all over Monmouth County and they are posting a bunch of positions on our website right now. So, you know, we're cool. another thing EMAC can, can do. We can offer that opportunity to our members and we can offer to the community a place to look for jobs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of our members are not aware of that yet. We've had it for about a year. Um, that's actually how I got Jill. Believe it or not, it was the first job. We I was testing it out. I posted nice. how it. How I got Jill. How I got mind. Jill. Um, you know, and she saw it on the website. Um, they be, cool. Yeah. So that was just, you know. Because her husband is a chamber member too, right? And I, then that connected believe, that way. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he is. Um, and they are awesome. Bayshore um, Bayshore Pharmacy. Yes. Bayshore Family Pharmacy and Middletown Family Pharmacy are members. So, um, yes, we, uh, we do offer jobs and you know it's a nice additional thing that we've started doing um, among many other things but keep that in mind if you're a member or if you're looking for a job please go to emac.org jobs and look, look see what's out there um so what were that. you going to bring up yeah so we're, we're talking about eng right and how betty white could be in our our group mm -hmm. and it's about any any um any age but brian a question for you when we bring it back to you and wells fargo and the team um Talk a little bit about what it's like to be a young professional in the banking industry. Hmm. This is an Good industry. Question. I mean, Wells Fargo, part of my history started in San Francisco, if I'm yeah. correct. And they were one of the first banks out there. And they were working with the the gold. I was going to say, the weren't they trade. from the gold mines? The gold, the gold, yeah, gold the rush. Gold, the wagons. The Wells, Wells Fargo, Fargo wagon wagons. is a coming. Yep. Sorry. So, <laughs> so Wells Fargo Wells Fargo has been around forever. Yeah. And obviously they're a huge company, but on a local level, this is where you benefit overall. And talk to us a little bit about what it's like to be a young professional in such a um, generational company, so to speak. Great question. Um, I mean, in the banking industry as a whole, yeah. it seems like that you have like these two groups, right? You have the guys or the group the people that have been there for years, mm -hmm. like 20, 30 mm -hmm. years of experience. I know some of those. They, yeah. You're married to one. <laughs> <laughs> Without mentioning any names. <laughs> um, and they have their clients, they have their, um, their referral sources, or we call them COIs or centers of influences. And then you have this new group that's, you know, trying to build out their referral source and build out their network. Um, and it definitely seems like there's a huge gap you know, between the, the newbies and the people that have the been there for a while. The seasoned employees. The, yeah, the seasoned employees. <laughs> That's why I said generational instead of old company yeah. before. <laughs> so um, to go to to go back to Kevin's point, being in the office, um, I think, as a young professional in the banking industry was a huge help uh, in helping me with my career and my career growth uh, by just listening to how the older or the seasoned um, bankers talk to their clients and talked about, uh, you know, what types of loans or what types of clients they're talking to and, and how they're trying to tackle different issues. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, I, I feel like I've grown from that, but now working from home, um, it's definitely been different. And uh, I don't really get that sense uh, or that communication from, from, these more seasoned bankers. So uh, I am calling a lot on the uh, the people that are around like my age group uh, that I work with. And we kind of like bounce ideas off of each other. Like, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Um, but I, you know, I do like going to networking events now again in person um, talking to, you know, no one in particular, but <laughs> no one in particular who was the co-host last week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But just, <laughs> just also kind of learning uh, about how they uh, dealt with the pandemic and dealt working from home and dealt how, how they were bringing in new clients themselves. Um, so definitely learning a lot that way. Um, and especially in the banking industry, they have this other group called emerging banking leaders. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it's called. Um, Is and that industry wide or at Wells? Uh, no, it's industry wide, okay. uh, specific specific to the banks. Okay, um, and that's a great group for young professionals in the banking industry as well. Um, and they have like quarterly events, and they had a, a Zoom event back in February, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're holding 
their annual like event in person at at Top Golf in June, uh, which I'm looking forward to as well. Um, so you know, bringing it back to specific within the banking industry, I think that's another great group. But um, I think we're we're learning a lot, um, you know, as we go. Right. Um, I think one of the things that's cool about that is you're you're still not doing it alone because no. you're not reinventing the wheel. And so what's really nice is you've learned from the people who have been doing it. You're not reinventing the wheel. But since you're not there as much, you're becoming more self-reliant and more yeah. reliant on your peers, educational uh, uh, age peers, I guess, is what you would call them. Um, you know, you're relying where you guys can take a different, younger, out of the box, creative approach than what's always been done. And a mix of both works so well. Absolutely. You know, and that's and now, you know, a lot of people, I don't know if they understand if they know the difference between commercial banking and retail banking, because that's a whole different. Yeah, because when I think of a well. bank, I think of walking in. into and I'm sorry, I work with PNC, but we'll talk about what's OK. There's uh, three wonderful <laughs> banks represented here. We're fine. good. But um, uh, really, I think you walk in. You talk to the teller, the cute old, older gentleman or lady who's giving you a lollipop at the end, regardless what age you are. Right. Uh, and leaving. So yeah. kind of talk about that difference between retail and what I understand is stopping at ATM to the commercial side. Right. Like, yeah, because most people do know the retail side. They don't necessarily yeah. know the commercial side. And is there a correspondence between the retail and the commercial side and how that works? Yeah. No, absolutely. Great question. Because every time that I, I meet someone new and I tell them that I work at, uh, you know, Wells Fargo Bank, they're like, oh, what branch do you work at? And then I have to go in, you know, and explain. So um, in the banking industry, you know, banks have so many different lines of businesses. Uh, the retail brick and mortar stores is just one line of business out of, you know, hundreds of different lines. Um, and then I, I'm in the commercial bank. And the difference is on the retail side, you walk into a, a branch, whether to open an account, cash a check, deposit a check, whatever. Uh, and then account. on the commercial <laughs> bank, we go to your business. And we meet you in your place of business and we learn about your business and we learn about what you want from a bank. And then we try and offer, you know, different services that we have to help you, um, you know, generate additional cash flow or, or what have you. Um, so I think that's the, the biggest difference is that we come out to your business versus you come into the to the branch. Um, however, I mean, there are times where businesses, um, they they may not know who to contact at a different bank in the commercial bank. So they do walk into a branch um, and they tell the banker or the teller, these are the services that I'm looking for. Uh, and the uh, the banker or the teller knows that the branch can't offer them. So they refer it to us. Um, and then we reach out. Uh, we have either a Zoom call, conference call uh, soon, hopefully, you know, in person again. Uh, but you know, we go about it and we try and help out that business any way that we can. Now, without naming names or anything like that, because um, <laughs> you're our expert in the field today and you are the expert uh, in my eyes. Do you have any great success stories or clients that you've worked with that um, ha have shown like what you can do as a business banker and commercial banker? What do you what do you mean? Is that a bad question? I'm sorry. I'm just saying that like, there. Because they can't, the they can't industry, share so. a whole lot of information about specifics. So, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, you're maybe like one of your success stories, a, a client you worked really hard for or yeah, a client that had a unique, um, unique need that you were able to meet. Oh, I mean, I come across clients all the time with unique needs um, and whether or not we could help them is is a different story. Yeah. Um, but I mean. You know, specifically, um, a client came to me looking for, you know, some additional working capital in terms of a line of credit. Um, it, it wasn't something that, you know, we could help them with. But in my internal network, you know, I was able to pass them off to, you know, a good friend of mine who was able to help them. And then a couple of years down the road, the business came back to me and was like, OK, I think we're ready now. And then we were able to, you know, help them. Love that. So yeah. that's what I was. That's yeah, what I was that's asking. What you're and I, yeah. I, I kind of looked to Jennifer because she she is married to a banker. So I was like, "Am I phrasing this correctly? <laughs> I, I, I want to make sure that I." <laughs> yeah. So I have a question: How did you get started in banking and in commercial Ooh, banking? Great, great because question. again, Kevin, say you guys are the same age, not close yeah. to it. Um, you know, Kevin thought of banking as just walking in. So yeah. how did you get interested in commercial banking? And you know, what what was what attracted you to that career? So right out of college, uh, I went to Kane University, uh, go Cougars, yep. and uh, <laughs> and two uh, local. Okay, wait, sorry, 
Mammoth and Kane. That's awesome. Well, my mom went to Kane too. That is so local she, school. That is so awesome. She walked uphill both ways. Yeah, uh, she, she lived in Elizabeth, so she, she, snow. she yeah. walked to Union every day. So I'm um I'm Kane Cougar at heart, right? Okay, like, there you uh, go. Sorry, that was a sidetrack. Squirrel. So I um. uh, got my bachelor's <laughs> degree in accounting and was looking for a job. And at the time, like I couldn't really find a job. Um, so I was also a member of a fraternity at Keene and a couple of my fraternity brothers worked at Wells Fargo. So they were like, oh, we can get you an interview. It's like, OK, sure, I could do that um, while I look for an accounting job. Right. So I started off um, in Springfield on Route 22 up north as a teller. Right. And I was just, you know, doing that until I could find, you know, an, a, accounting, an job. accounting job, which <laughs> is where I majored. Um, and then I kind of like just Stuck at the bank. I became, you know, a teller manager. I became a branch manager. Um, and along the way, um, I've, I kind of got a liking to talking to business owners. Um, so that's how I kind of found out about the commercial bank because mm -hmm. I didn't even know right. about the commercial bank when I was working in the branch. Um, and then there was a position that was opened and Courtney was <laughs> in the commercial bank already. Um, so she told me about it. Uh, she told me to apply. I applied and um, I got into the commercial bank on the servicing side. So I was behind the scenes. So I supported the relationship the managers right. like Ray, um, opening accounts, helping clients with their service issues. Right. Uh, and then I became an underwriter and then I became a relationship manager. Um, and that's kind of how my career progressed. Um, and while that's I was working. That's a lot working, to accomplish for someone your age. Like while, you must have moved yeah. quickly. Um Yeah. It definitely did because yeah. uh, I've been in the commercial bank for eight years now. So you moved through retail and into commercial and up the ladder very quickly. Yeah, I was in retail You're an overachiever, for four years, you? I think. Well, that's why he's running the next generation. That's why he's the, that's yeah. Really so speaking of that, because we are whizzing through today because this has been oh, really wow. fun. Only so speaking left. of that is the Emacs Next Generation Leader is to recognize a younger member of the chamber hmm. who sees the value in a chamber takes on a leadership role and understands why and a chamber is important to your business. So you talk to us about why you started with the chamber. Why do you value it now as opposed to the reason you started? And why will you, why are you continuing it? Great question. Thank you. And I get paid for that. <laughs> and you know, when he, I he is, he's got the salesman job. He is so really good. Like, great, question. great question. I'm having fun answering all these great questions. <laughs> when, when I'm talking to people that aren't members of the chamber or are members of any chamber, and I'm talking about the chamber, I try and tell them that you're not joining a chamber for your business. You are joining it for your business, but it's not really, you can't think about it like that. You have to think about it as you're joining the chamber for yourself and you're trying to network yourself and grow your personal network. And by growing your personal network, you'll also grow your business network. Um, so that's one of the specific reasons why I, you know, kept going to events and why I wanted to keep getting more involved in the chamber uh, because I've grown my business network and my internal network. I mean, you know, meeting you guys for the first time, I was like, oh, business, business, um, you know, people. Right. And now I consider you guys friends. So business aspect, personal aspect, right. you know. And, and what would you say is the most um, value, valuable, like what's the, I, I mean, growing, I don't know how to, well, look, to work let's it. put it this way. Um, in, in my speech last year uh, during the award ceremony, I, I quoted Adam Grant and I think it, it fits well with anyone who wins this award. And it's the more I help out, the more successful I become, but I measure success in what is done for the people around me. That is the true accolade. And yeah. when I think of Brian and I think of um, all the individuals with the ENG and things along those lines, um, I think that quote resonates because this is someone who um, Brian is able to help me more than I know in some cases. And right. I want to be able, if I'm going to refer someone to a commercial banker, I'm going to refer someone that I trust and that I consider as a friend. And I know has had how many, um, how many different beers now have you tried over the app? <laughs> Don't uh, it. No, <laughs> actually, no, actually let me ask that. a business question instead of a beer question yeah. because Jessica Evans has a really good question. She yeah. said, any tips, <laughs> any tips for communicating that? So what you, why you're a member, how you're growing, um, you know, that you're building your personal network, which is relating 
into your business network. Mm-hmm. Any tips for communicating that to employers who may want to see a direct, immediate return in order to make the investment? I so think, any tips, like how do you explain that to your boss that says, look, you need to sponsor this because I'm involved in this chamber and this is why we're getting this and this is what we're doing. How do you explain that to your to you know, employers? Yeah, I think I think Ray says this all the time. Um, you get out of the chamber what you put in. So, you know, if you're fully 100 percent involved, then you'll get out of the chamber a ton of, um, you know, networking partners. You'll get a ton of. Maybe not like a ton of referrals like immediately, but um, you'll get referrals from other people that know people. Like Kevin said, if he knows a, if he's talking to a business that maybe has a question about commercial banking, because we work with similar businesses, exactly, we we work with similar sized businesses. So if I'm helping my client and I need to send them to the best, I'm going to send them to Brian because I, and I think to Jessica's question. A lot of people say this, but they don't really mean it until they're there. And it's and correct me too if you agree. Um, don't come in expecting referrals. Don't no. walk into that first event grabbing as many business cards or virtually just writing down every name that's on that virtual Zoom. Go in with an open mind. Go in, go in because I think that people, it's proven, people do business with people they trust. Yeah, 100%. You can't instantly, tr- unless you are an amazing person reader, you cannot trust a person based on their name and where they work. Yeah. You can't trust a person by seeing them once. You may say, you know what? I kind of got a really good vibe from that person. The next event, I'm going to talk to them a little bit longer. And then your relationships have to develop before you're comfortable knowing that person, comfortable saying to a client, look, I can't help you, but I've met this person and I really trust them. Mm -hmm. It takes a while. I mean, you don't marry the first person you meet. You don't become best friends with the, 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 not the first person, but you don't marry the person you meet the first time. You don't become best friends with the person you meet just once. You have to develop these relationships and business relationships are the same. They Mm -hmm. need to be developed. And I think when, you know, employers are talking about business development, they know you have to invest in marketing which is long-term, you're not going to get an instant response. You have to invest in client research. It's not an instant response. Chambers are the same thing. You're investing Mm -hmm. in your employees and their relationships and their trust building and their representation of your business in the community. I love that we're talking about this right now, too. And I know we're talking about with the chamber. And um, I told you I had coffee with the president of my company um, last week Mm -hmm. or the beginning of this week. It's one of the largest broadcast companies in the country. And the first thing he told me with any advice was relationships are key. Yep. You, he has been doing this longer than I've been alive. He has been in this industry and in the small business. And they're a local market company. Relationships are all that matters. It really, like, if you are going to connect with someone, it's going to be a relationship. So. Yeah. Jessica actually responded to my point precisely. Sometimes employers want to see something immediate. The sales cycle for chamber relationships can be a long lead up. And that's right. You know, developing the trust, showing yourself, being, and, you know, joining the chamber, you get out of it what you put into it. You're going to get a lot more referrals. You're going to get a lot more business. You're going to get a lot more relationships Mm -hmm. to share information the more you're there. Just being a member isn't going to help you. And that's the thing. Like if you look at the price point for a chamber membership in our local area for a year, right? Mm -hmm. Divide that by 12. Divide that by 12 and look at it for an entire year and invest that way. See, Don't see it as, oh, I'm putting out so much. And to that point, we do have monthly. We we do have quarterly quarterly payment plan now. Yes, we do. (laughs) I was was going right in there. Good job, Ken. (laughs) But but really, like that's something. And this is how I work with marketing, investing with small businesses on this end. And I'm sure Brian does something similar with uh, commercial bank. Break out the investment. Mm -hmm. Take a look and a second to really look at what an annual investment is going to be for you. Uh And divide that by 12. Really look at it from that perspective. And if you're dividing it by 12, for one person, but your company is a member. So for example, you and Courtney, you know, divide the price by two Mm -hmm. because two of them are enjoying the benefits. They're both building together. They work together, they're teammates, they work in the same bank, but they do different things. And we say this about Chambers all the time too. There's Macy's and Gimbel's. I love to compare the Macy's and Gimbel's story because not everybody is made for everybody. So you have to know who you can, I might be too busy right now 
to be able to help you, but I completely trust this person to help you. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. I may not have that product, but I know this person does or knows someone who does, and I trust this person implicitly. And that's how referrals are made. So why not provide a quality environment with other community members and business members who think the same way, who are willing to build that trust with you, mm -hmm. share that trust with you, and share that knowledge with you. And as we kind of uh, wrap up and appreciate everyone's comments, and Jennifer, thank you always for having me here as thank a co-host. Thank you for being here, Kevin. And thank Brian, you, Chris, for laughing. Thank you, Chris. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Brian, con congratulations. It, it really is. You're going to stand at that podium uh, in June. Uh, well, yeah, we said Spinnaker, but we didn't tell anybody when it was. June June 9th. <laughs> Wednesday, June 9th, Sheraton, Eatontown, Grand Ballroom, entrance, 530. And you're, <laughs> you're going to stand at that podium, and you're going to really understand the the value of yeah. what this award means. So I'm I'm really happy that you you – I'll get you a sash. I'll get you a full sash. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get like you a crown, too, and then you can parade around. It'll be awesome. You can have it for the, the full year, right? Yeah, so excellent. thank you so. so much for having us. Yeah, and thanks, thank Jessica, for, for all your input and questions, too. They really helped us out a lot today. And thanks to David and Elaine and every, and Al, who listened and joined in with us today. We appreciate it. So. <laughs> thanks, Al. Um, have we a great will weekend. Be, we'll be back yeah. in two weeks with Lynn Stauffenberg and Ken Asadi from Zager Fuchs, who is um, our community service Um uh, Award winner. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> and uh, that other banker is going to be co-hosting that one, just saying. Uh, Ray will be back. And uh, I, I will let him speak this time, I promise. <laughs> so with that, everybody, have a great weekend. And we will see you in two weeks.